ask our, our helpers to take up that offering. And then I'm going to move into what I think is going to be a little bit different. So that's just 10 o'clock. Oh, good. I've got plenty of time. Woohoo! Okay, let me tell you something. You're a somebody. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I'm a somebody. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. I didn't hear it loud enough. Say it louder. Would you, you know, get some air in your lungs and say, I'm a somebody. No, 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 air in your lungs. Breathe in. I'm a somebody. Because you're a somebody. You're not a nobody. I've got that back there. I heard it. Because you're a somebody, you're not a nobody. The enemy wants to tell us that you're a nobody, that you've got no value, but you're a somebody. And I want to tell you something today. It's because of a somebody. Nick, you're a somebody. Sit down. Because of a somebody, because of a somebody, you've become a somebody. Ah, there you go. Get that. You see, I don't want to say about the birds and the bees, but it took two people for you to be here. And it took another, probably another four people to get the two people to get to you here. And, and it goes on. You see, God actually designed it that it would take people to make people. And it would take people to bring people into relationship with him. Let me ask you a question today. Who was the somebodies that brought you to a place of believing in Jesus? Think about it. Who was the somebody that brought you into relationship with Jesus? Can you think of anybody? Who were the somebodies? Sorry, parents. Yep. What did the parents do? Yeah, brought you to church. Who were the somebodies? The somebodies that brought you into relationship with Jesus, that introduced you. There were some somebodies. Think about it. Who were the somebodies? Youth group leaders. Yep. Me, cool. <laughs> Your boss, you'll hear about that later on. Who was the somebody's? Who was that? A friend. You know, it was a somebody that was in praying for you, probably. Maybe a mum, or a dad, or an auntie, or an uncle, or a workmate. Somebody was praying for you. Somebody, somebody possibly saw you in a youth group night one night, making a fool of yourself. Desperate for fr friends. Yep, Nick say, that's me. I'm talking Nick's story. Took you outside, sat you on the, the bonnet of that Tirana. Actually, no, it wasn't a Tirana, it was a Falcon. An old 1979 Falcon. It was brand new then. <laughs> and sat you on the bonnet and said, mate, I want to be your friend. A somebody. See, there were somebodies that brought you to this place. But here's the good news. God has called you to be a somebody. He called you to be a somebody. Go to, turn to your scriptures for me, or look up the screen, but turn to your scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 19. Read this. This is awesome. It says, For God was in Christ. If anyone's been listening to Richard's teaching, you'll understand the significance of those that little phrase, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Christ came to bring the world into relationship with the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's the good news. That's the exciting news. God brought Jesus into the world that we would become one with the creator of heaven and earth. That is amazing. And it goes on further. It says, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. 
God has given us, he's given you, take it. You have got the message, a wonderful, an amazing message of reconciliation. I reckon Paul was getting excited when he wrote this. You're not. So, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors. What does it do? Let's go on a bit further. God is making his appeal through us. God is making his appeal. He's, he's sending out the request. Who? Through his ambassadors. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. You are ambassadors. I want to declare over you today that you are ambassadors. That's a pretty significant call to be called an ambassador. You are an ambassador of Christ. Now, has anyone been to an embassy before? I went to an embassy in, T in Timor, East Timor. And uh, went down there, we visited the embassy, and it was like, here I was in Timor-Leste, in the streets there, and we were hanging around, and it was typical Timor. And as soon as I walked through those gates, it was like walking back into Australia. The flags were there, the, everyone was speaking Australian. G'day, mate. It was like being back in Australia. The pictures were up there. The pictures of our president was up there. It was like walking back into our Australia. What did I say? What I do? <laughs> Depends. At that stage, actually, it kept changing. I think it changed whilst I was there, actually. But, I, but it was like walking into our country again. See, when you become an ambassador, you represent your country. It's not a job. You are actually it. It's you who you are. Wherever you go, you take the authority of that kingdom. You take the authority of the king or, or the, the rulers of that country. You take that authority. And when we are called ambassadors, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So where we go, we take the authority of that kingdom. We take the language of that kingdom. We take the culture of that kingdom. We're representatives of that kingdom. And so you have become ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You are ambassadors of God. You and I have been given authority. What for? To give the message of that kingdom to this world. You see, God chose a somebody. And he chose you and I. We had to be a somebody. And he's, he hasn't got a plan B or C or D or E. It's you and me. He's going to use us. He's going to use his people to speak out his kingdom. When you go to work, you take and represent the kingdom of God. You walk into your workplace and you are representing the kingdom of God with its love and its mercy and its grace and the message of reconciliation. You take that. What a privilege. Some of you are going away tomorrow or tonight or whenever. And you jump on an airplane. When you jump on an aeroplane, you're taking the kingdom of God into the aeroplane because you're an ambassador for the kingdom of God. What an amazing thought. But it takes a somebody. And you, when your lives are transformed, because that's what really counts, you become an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You're a somebody. You are a somebody. And today I want to declare over you that you are ambassadors. You know, it took a somebody called a gentleman called Edward Kimball. Edward Kimball, I like Edward because Edward Kimball, years and years ago, worked in a shoe shop. 
and he was working in a shoe shop and he was desperately wanting to share the gospel with one of the workmates. And he managed to get this workmate, um, he was down one of the aisles getting some shoes out and he managed to corner him and he thought, oh, I'm scared stiff, what do I do? And he ended up just blabbing out all about the gospel, all about Jesus, all about sin. And that day, a gentleman by the name of Dwight gave his life to Jesus. Well, Dwight was not just anybody, he was a somebody. Because Dwight, whose real name was D.L. Moody, ended up becoming one of the great, great preachers of his time. Well, D.L. Moody, it didn't stop there. D.L. Moody, he's out there preaching away. And another gentleman by the name of F.B. Mayer, you may have not heard him, but he was a great preacher and theologian and teacher. Another man who just heard that message was transformed by God, and he ended up going out and speaking. Well, Mayer went further. He's out there preaching, and uh, a guy by the name of Wilbur Chapman comes along. And Wilbur Chapman hears the message, and he gets changed. And so he starts preaching. And he starts preaching so much, he's thinking, I need some help. All these people are coming to Jesus. So he finds a basketball player called Billy Sunday. And Billy Sunday became one of the, the most recognized preachers of his time in the 1900s. Well, it goes from Billy, Billy Sunday, then finds another guy by the name of, um, and I'm going to get this one right, Mordecai Ham. And he starts doing these tent ministries. And he's out there in a place in Carolina with his tent ministry and he's preaching. And this skinny, lanky farmer bloke walks up the front and says, I want to take that message because somebody said something. His name was Billy Frank. Billy Frank who you know is Billy Graham. And Billy Graham ends up being a man who you know has just preached the gospel. And again, next year, Franklin Graham and Billy Graham's grandchild will be coming to Australia, and we're doing another rally here in Australia, um, another outreach, just like those days of Billy Graham. Why? Because somebody, somebody took the idea of being an ambassador seriously and proclaimed the message that Jesus brought. We want to give an opportunity as a church. As I believe God has said, I'm giving you an arrow. And we're shooting that arrow out. And it's going to be a stretch, he said. That was the message. It was the prophetic word that was given to me. It's like a bow. And we're pulling that bow back. And it's been a stretch. But I've got a feeling he's about to shoot an arrow. And what's the arrow? The arrow is this. God's calling us to stop keeping the message to ourselves. Because there's a world that's got a bunch of questions. And I want to introduce you today to a, a vehicle that I believe is a, only a vehicle, but a vehicle that's going to help us take that message and truly be ambassadors. Every day we ask so many questions. What should I wear? What's the weather going to be like? How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are those bigger questions, like, why am I here? Where am I heading? Is there more to life than this? I had arrived at an answer to the most important issue that we humans ever deal with. Is there a God? And I had arrived there without ever really looking at the evidence. And I was supposed to be a scientist. 
gotten many of the things that I thought I wanted. You know, my girlfriend was on the cover of magazines, I had a Beamer, and I was so unhappy. It was a realization maybe that I would, I would never find happiness where I was looking for it. I think for so many years, you know, I always just strived to be strong in myself. All I needed was me and my buddies and, you know, would be like invincible. But the truth is, none of us are. And I found purpose, I found meaning, I found hope. God took something so broken and made it a beautiful art piece. Alpha is a place where you can be yourself. You can say what you think and challenge everything. Now, no question is too complex or too simple. And what your point of view is, is as important as anyone else's. We are going on a journey together, an adventure to explore the questions of life, faith, and meaning. So that's Alpha, and uh, you're going to hear a little bit about Alpha today and what that actually means. As a church, we want to launch into Alpha, but it's not just Kalamunda Church of Christ. We're actually doing Alpha for this community. So all the churches around, they're just going to use us up, okay? We're going to invest into this. We're pouring as much as we can into it so that the churches in our community can just go, look, we've got one or two people, bring them up here discover the story, and then take them back to their churches. This isn't just about us. This is about making a vehicle. So I want to introduce you a little bit to Alpha. And Wayne Knight is a gentleman that used to be a part of the... or he still is part of our church. He's just not here every week anymore. <laughs> but um, uh, Wayne um, is a guy that has journeyed with us. So, Wayne, tell us about what Alpha actually means to you. Well, Alpha is actually... Uh been a saviour for me in many ways. Uh, I was a, a lapsed Catholic uh, and I came back to Christianity uh, through Alpha by being introduced to it by John Sharp, who was my boss at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been something that's uh, filled a hole in my life. Uh, I suffered quite badly after leaving the police force here uh, for 30 years um, with uh, post-traumatic stress and uh, my, my new wife and myself, uh, you know, um, and there was troubled times mm. because of that, uh, that stress. Mm. And Alpha brought me back to the Lord right. and man, oh man, yeah. it's just gone on from there. Wow, that's, uh, that's amazing, and I remember some of that, that journey. Um, just tell me a little bit then, is how did, how did you actually get involved with Alpha? What, actually, what was the story behind you actually getting involved in coming to Alpha? Well, this is a good story, and I wish my wife was here to tell you, but unfortunately she couldn't get here today because she's ill. But uh, I was working for um, John Sharp down at uh, um, First Choice Employment in Forestville. And John continually mentioned that this Alpha course was coming up and 
would I come along to it and everything else? And I politely said no for quite a few times. And But John persisted. Right, you kept rejecting him, but he wouldn't give up. No, 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 he kept on going, he kept on going. <laughs> uh, and I kept on saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd go home and tell the wife and she'd say, oh, mm, mm, yeah. Anyway, one day uh, I turned in and I said to John, he said, look, well, come and just have a meal with us anyway. You know, he says, you get a free meal. He says, if nothing else, type of thing. <laughs> so we went along and uh, sure enough, uh, um, before I... Uh, I went along, I turned and went home and said to my good wife, I said, oh, oh, we're going out for tea tonight. And she said, oh, great. <laughs> she says, um, John invited us to out for <laughs> And she says, uh, and I said, yes. And she says, what? She says, oh, this is some kind of cult. I'm sure it is. You know, I'm coming along to protect you. <laughs> so she did come along and protect me. But uh, she, she fell uh, victim as well. <laughs> and she, uh, it's so good because she asks the most curly questions. She used to sit there with her arms folded like this and look at John or look at someone and she'd ask these questions that no one could normally answer. Right. And if John didn't have the answer, he said, if I haven't got the answer, I'll find it for you and right. I'll get back to you. And he did. Mm. So we both fell, fell in love <laughs> with Jesus. Yeah. And we're... Both very much, uh, very, very pleased that John, mm. as a friend and a boss, yep. um, brought us to the Lord. Yeah. So you've told us a little bit, but just tell us a little bit about more about the experience of Alpha, because some people here have never been to an Alpha or seen an Alpha. So just tell us a little bit about the what the Alpha experience was. Well, basically, it was uh, we'd come along and have a meal, then we'd watch a video afterwards. Uh, and there was several, uh, well, no, I think it was about 12 or 13, I'm not sure how many years now, um, videos uh, with Nicky Gumbel uh, explaining about Christianity. And he was very, very good and down to earth about it. You know, it's really good. A lot of history and everything else came out. And then afterwards we'd sit down and we'd talk about it and we were originally uh, divided up into the male and female groups, which of mm. course you don't say nowadays, but you know. Right. Yeah. Um, but then we turned around and we, we got together as one group and of course the questions that we all asked, I mean even some of the people who were at this course who were Christians were still mm. trying to find the answers. Mm. So it continued on and the course just went right through uh, and it was marvellous, it yeah. really was. And even to the extent that my wife and myself, we left uh, Western Australia and we went to Tassie and spent uh, about five years living in Tassie mm -hmm. um, and went to a church there and they wanted someone to run Alpha and someone had put their hand up for it and then at the last minute they had backed out. So my wife and myself run the Alpha course down there. Oh, right. So, uh, and that was really good because... As a result of that course, we had about 15 people. Um, as a result of that course, uh, all of them came to the Lord. That's amazing. Now, some of them were yeah. sort of teetering on the edge, yeah. but others had no way. They, they just come along to the church because they knew they could get a meal afterwards mm. and things like that because it was in a pretty poor area where we were. Right, know, yeah. Um, in, down in Hobart. So yeah. yeah, so that worked out really good. Yeah. So what do you think it is about Alpha that obviously turned, I don't know, you weren't briefed with this question, so this is an extra question, but mm. what do you think it was about Alpha 
that that really made you um, or brought you to a place of turning from someone who was skeptical to somebody that really just took it on and believed um, the message? What was it? I think it's very humanising. It's mm -hmm. very down to earth. It turns around and tells you as it is, mm -hmm. and uh, it's understandable. Yeah, it's and it's truth. You mm -hmm. know, like it's all everything that you get in Alpha is basically from from uh, um, the scriptures, mm -hmm. and that is just so marvelous when you think about it. Uh, Jesus couldn't have written uh, get written a, a better handbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So hang a lot better than a handbook you get for your local TV and your, your mm. in your in your car. <laughs> yeah. It's still valid now, yeah. over two thousand years later. Yeah. In fact, it's most probably more valid now mm. because of the pressures that people have suffered mm. and the amount of wars there are as well. Mm. And I know that Alpha uh, brought me to the Bible, and the Bible, one of the things in in the Bible that it still sits really strong in my mind is 1 Corinthians uh, 4, uh, 13, 4 to 8. Mm. And uh, it's about love. Mm. And I think that if you read this passage and you put it into your life, then you will never have any problems. Mm. And the last words in it is that mm. love, in 8, is love never fails. Mm. And it doesn't. Yeah. And Jesus' love for us has never failed. Yeah. And uh, I think if you love for your neighbour... And you love for Jesus and you've got it all. Awesome. Excellent. Amen. Thanks, Wayne. Well, put your hands together for Wayne. Thank you. So Alpha is something that we, we're launching today. But I just want to take us to a scripture of a man who actually was an ambassador. He was definitely an ambassador. We can learn some lessons from this as we journey into, so how do we actually do Alpha at Kalamunda. And the story is about Philip. And you read it in the book of Acts. And we're not going to read it today, but it, I'd encourage you to read it because there's a whole about 10 sermons actually in this story. Well, Philip, you may remember the story of Philip. There was a, a whole heap of things going on. The church was growing. So the people came and said, we need some people out here to help with those who are hungry and feeding the poor and pastoring. And we need all this stuff. And the apostles said, well, look, we need to focus on prayer and the scripture. So let's release other people to do that while we focus on that. So they got people like Stephen. And one of those was Philip. And you may remember Stephen, who was a man full of the Spirit. He ends up getting stoned, and there was great persecution happening um, at that time. And uh, what actually happened, because of all the persecution, people were scattered everywhere. And Philip ends up finding himself in a place called Samaria, and he's there preaching the gospel. He was an ambassador. He was just telling people about this gospel. Philip, who obviously had walked with Jesus and he knew Jesus, and here he was just sharing this gospel. And then one day, I mean, people were coming to Jesus, and then one day he gets this, this message that came to him. And it was basically says, as, Philip, um, as for Philip, an angel of the Lord came to him and said, Go south, the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. See, so you get a message from the angel that says, I want you to go. But, but things are happening here. This is great. People are coming to Jesus, but it's time to go. And he goes. 
See, the, the first part of Alpha is that we need to know as ambassadors, we have to go. We were never designed to stay in church. We were always designed to be the church that goes. Do you know, in the Bible, three, I think it's 1,514 times it talks about going. You see, Philip was told not just to go to this road, but he was also told to go and walk alongside this carriage. He was told to go. I want to encourage you today because he, as he walked along this carriage, he starts hearing this eunuch, a very significant man, a man that was, was a treasurer. And he, has, he was close to the queen of Ethiopia at the time. It's, it, that was his boss. He was, uh, he was second to her. And here he was traveling along this road. Just so happened that the angel had told Philip to go down that road. And as he's going down that road, he's reading scripture and he's asking questions about this scripture. He didn't understand it and it just so happened that Philip, who was told to go, was walking alongside him. Philip was a somebody who was told to go. And as he's walking along that carriage and he hears this man reading the scripture and he says, do you know what you're reading? And the man says, no, I don't. And he says, would you like me to tell you? And what does the man do? He says, he invites him into the carriage and he sits in the carriage and he starts to tell him all about what he just read, to the point where he ends up saying, why don't I get baptized now? And Philip said, well, there's some water over here. Let's do it now. Let's just do it right now. You see, Philip was a successful ambassador because he first heard the promptings to go. Jesus didn't stay with the 99 sheep. He went out to the lost one. We're told to go. There's, a, there's an anointing upon us. The angels of the Lord are calling us to go into the world, to go into places, to go into the streets, to go. And yet the devil, the enemy would love us to, to spend time worrying about what we do in the house rather than watching what we're doing outside of the house. Oh, we don't do this well. We don't do that well. We need this better. We need that better. And all the time the angel, the Spirit of the Lord is saying, go, Go into all the world. Go. Go. We want to encourage us as a church to be a going church. A church that is going every day out into the world that we live in to go. Our young people are working on that right now. They're, they're growing heats, but they're saying, we can't just stay here. We've got to be active. We want to go.
Jade, I believe you uh, launched that at Youth Group Friday night? Yeah, uh, last Friday night, so a week ago, yeah. yeah. Yep. So tell us about what, what's actually happening with the youth ministry and this uh, movement that you're looking at doing at the present, just about to move out. Yeah, so um, Schools Revolution, which is what that video is about, is um, this idea of empowering young people to actually go into their schools and start their own um, Bible studies and... and um, and the only little group of, of um, evangelistic Christians to, to go out and uh, just meet and um, meet with their friends, maybe have some time of worship and, um, yeah, talk about God. Yeah. So the idea is, is the young people are actually yeah. in the schools doing it, not, not us youth leaders trying to find a way in and try and get favour with the, yeah, the principal right. that I used to have to do to try and get into the school. You're saying the young people are already there. Yeah, yeah. It came out of, um, in South Australia and Melbourne and uh, Victoria right now, um, churches actually can't go into schools. Um, and so this program was founded in South Australia um, by Youth Alive. Um, and it was basically a way where um, youth groups can enter schools without youth leaders having to do it. Um, and really took off and grew and young people got really passionate about it. Um, yeah, to the point where Youth Alive took it on. So really what you're saying is that you're really encouraging your young people. And what I love about what you're doing with our youth ministry is that you're discipling in a very different way to what we're used to. And, and it's working um, because they're growing from preaching. But you're also encouraging to be ambassadors in their own school. Yeah, and that's uh, so much the heart of our, our youth group now, Wildfire, is we want to um, give people the, give young people the chance and the uh, opportunity to minister to their friends. It's not about us putting on a program for them, but it's about them having a space where they can grow and, and minister to the people around them. Yep. Fantastic. Now, you told me that you're also working with Alpha, using the material at Alpha in the schools? Yeah, so we, we're going to start with Alpha. So in Term 3, we're actually going to be um, rolling out Alpha. Um, we, we signed up um, Friday night 30 young people, um, and so we've got eight schools represented there. And so uh, hoping that Alpha will get running in uh, eight schools uh, in, in this area and broader as well, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Which, which is Youth Alpha. They've just launched a new one, so they've spent all this money, and uh, yeah, and we're just going to hand it out to young people. So not only have we got Alpha running in here, but it's also flooding out into the schools as well. Um, so yeah, you're, is there what you want to tell me about that? I've missed. No. no. So tell us a little bit then with your the Disruptors Conference. Some people may not have heard that because that all sort of blends in together with what you're doing. Yeah, it's so much behind the heart of our youth group is uh, Disruptors Conference. That young people would become um, disruptors of the norm, of disruptors of uh, society, and actually just spread God's real love. Um, we look at Jesus, and Jesus was the ultimate disruptor. He came and he even disrupted the religious. Uh, he disrupted the poor. Um, he was it was just spreading love around and healing people. And we want that same faith and that same um, courage and boldness in our young people. So the conference is completely aimed around. Um, uh, empowering young people practically and, and inspiring them to um, step out in faith and be bold with their faith. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, here's a challenge for us as a church. And Jade and I have been having conversations about this, about if we're really going to see this movement of young people that is happening, um, we've got to work out how we embrace that with the larger community of the church. Um, and that's going to be our challenge. It means that we might need to let go of some things and we might need to grab some new things. We've got uh, on the conference, we've actually got the speaker. Um, John 
Mez. John Mez, yeah, John Mezborian. Yeah, yeah it's a good, I, I spoke to him the other day and he's pretty excited and he's going to come up and be preaching here on the Sunday morning. So look out, you're going to have a whole bunch of young people from the conference is going to be here at church on Sunday morning on the 4th? 5th. 5th of August. It's going to be an awesome time. So we're just going to try and link these two together. So it will be different, but come rejoicing because of what good we're different. seeing happening. Um, and I think that's what it's all about, is embracing um, what's going on and what the movement of God. Well, good on your Jades, good on your team, doing a great job, and uh, let's continue to keep praying for them. So with that, not only did he go, and we just heard that from Jade about empowering and releasing, and we as a church want to keep empowering and releasing. I'm excited about hearing that uh, there's so many people are starting to see their own workplaces is their mission because that's what it is it's your mission field your workplace is your, we are all on mission each one of us is on mission each one of us are carrying this message of God within us that's busting to get out to the world around us and we want to start a revolution by being like these guys that are talking about here by going we first got to go but it's not just to go You'll notice that the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go and walk alongside the carriage. Go and walk alongside. Engage with this carriage. Engage with this world in which this man who is searching for questions, go and walk alongside him. You know, there's people that we need to walk alongside. I was, he's not going to like this, but I was encouraged um, last night talking to Rod Banks who just walks alongside a lot of people that would never probably come to church. And he just engages life with them. And he's not just one. There's many in this place that are doing that. And I'm excited about that. Because, you see, that's what it's about. It's about engaging those that might never come into these four walls. Because we're told to go. See, the, the Ethiopian didn't go to a church service to hear a preacher. He was going, waiting for Philip to come along. There's a person on a, a carriage of life right now who is waiting for the Phillips, the somebodies, the ambassadors to walk alongside and hear the questions that they're asking. Because that's what we want to do here. We want to empower and release us as a church to go, who are those? They're already there. They're in your workplace. They're, they're in your neighborhood. They're in your family. Your kids and your uncles and your aunties and your brothers and your sisters, they're there and they're walking life and they're asking questions. And we just got to come alongside. This old friend of mine, Helen. My best friend. My friend called and invited me to try Alpha. They handed me a invitation. It was just a random invitation. And I said like, why not? Why not? Let's try it. Why not? Let's go. And I found like a, like a really awesome community of people. They helped me find who I was just by listening. Alpha helped me in the knowing of God. Empecé a entender que el amor I just knew. I was a different person from that moment on. I knew I had purpose. I, I felt really comfortable and like starting to invite my friends. I've seen Alpha really impact people that I work with. I would definitely encourage people to get involved. It's one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. It all turned out to be life-changing. 
So this is John the boss, who wouldn't give up. So John, I asked you to come up here because uh, John um, is constantly doing this. And, uh, and I know he's a fresh story that I want him to tell us about this couple that you actually ended up coming to church last week. So tell us about the story of our, your German friends that you, you met and brought along. Uh, yeah, about uh, it was four weeks ago. Uh, we were down in Albany um, with Christine and Andrew and family for uh, a long weekend. Yeah, and you too, Jasper. <laughs> and um, uh, we'd been out for fish and chips one night yep. together. And Gail and I were wandering along the edge of a park. Uh, there was a couple there with a. Uh, looked like they had their dinner spread out in the dark, and it was drizzling. Mm -hmm. And so we chatted with them, asking what, uh, asked them what they were doing. They were a young German couple lived uh, in Berlin, 20, 21 year olds, and they were living in a, uh, a little old Hyundai while they travelled around Australia, mm. uh, backpacking, and had been for some months. And we exchanged uh, telephone numbers with them, and said, "When you come up to Perth, if you want to have a shower." and they uh, perhaps stay for a night or two, you're welcome to do that. Wow, so just people there, you just walk past, felt prompted mm. to, be like walking along a carriage, isn't it? And you prompted just to mm. engage in a conversation and invite them home. So then what happened? Um, we didn't hear from them for a, a, a couple of weeks, and then we got a text saying, we're here, uh, can we come and stay with you? Mm. And uh, they turned up. Um, and stayed with us, ended up staying for uh, 10 days. Okay, wow. Um, we took them around uh, different places, involved them a bit with the family, went to Rebecca's family 21st and um, took them to Fremantle and, and a few other places um, and just got to love them. Mm. Um, annoying teenagers in some ways, <laughs> <laughs> same bad habits, that, but... No, they don't have bad habits. Uh, Alex, and, uh, Alex and Christina, their names were. Uh, I caught Alex one day reading a book uh, about communicating with God and finding God. And we'd prayed in the intervening period before they came and when, as soon as we knew they were coming. Uh, Lord, you tell us what to say, what to do. Um, and he was reading this book and I asked him, what are you looking for? And he said, I'm looking for the meaning of life uh, and is there a God? And um, so we had a conversation then, and uh, I actually looked up an alpha course in Berlin for him, uh, offered them both to go to, um, and thought that would be the end of it. I didn't want to shove the gospel down their throat, just to talk to them about the love of God. Yeah. Invited them to church, and was surprised they decided to come along. Mm. Um, when we got home, asked them if they understood, uh, you know, the what the uh, whole thing about being the royal priesthood mm -hmm. was about. And they said they did. They understood, mm. said they understood every word mm. and it really helped them. Um, and then the night before they left, they opened up on a, and asked if they could ask a whole lot of questions mm. about the gospel, about God. Wow. And Gail and I were able to um, spend, you know, it would have been an hour, hour and a half with them mm. uh, explaining questions of life. 
they left a beautiful card when they left asking us to pray for them and that they could find God. Mm. Um, and WhatsApp is buzzing every couple of days <laughs> when they're getting communications <laughs> back with uh, you know, updates from them. We hope to hear from them in the future. Yeah. So there's a Philip's story right there, isn't it? I mean, <coughs> here it is. You've been, you've just got prompted. You've walked past. You've taken them home. You've heard the questions of life. You've jumped into the carriage and got into the conversation. Um, and and now it's really up to God what what happens. But what do you think, John? I mean, you've been you do this all the time. Okay, this is just uh, what is it that. Um, you think why we find that so hard to do sometimes? Why are we it's so hard to actually yeah. just do something as natural as what you just achieved? Just to correct you, I don't do it all the time. I wish I'd, <laughs> I, I had the opportunity. I think um, as Richard, when he was teaching us about the Trinity last mm. um, Sunday night, wasn't it? He talked about uh, we don't want to get ahead of God or behind him as you mm. prayed today. Um, sometimes he prompts us. Mm. And um, uh, I used to find when I was running uh, businesses in Europe, and flying backwards and forwards, that if I was brave enough to pray beforehand, Lord, put me next to someone who needs you, uh, he inevitably would. Mm. And I think um, if we've just got our antenna up um, and we're just the loving people that God's made us anyway, um, as you're saying with Rob, and you're going to bump into people, talk to people, uh, and the Lord will give us opportunities, I think. Mm. Excellent. Good on you, John. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. John's uh, been a significant part of pulling the Alpha together and, and uh, yeah, he's passionate about that. So it's about walking alongside. Yeah, you can give her a clap. Yeah. So we, we've got to engage. So we first of all hear the calling, walk alongside, engage with the conversation. But then there's something else that happens in this. And it goes that, as he jumped into it, it says, So the beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news. He started with the same scripture with the questions that the man was asking. Here's the key. We start where people are at and don't rush them to where we want them to be. We start with where they're at. It's, it's, was, we were made this way. This is normal and it's natural. We start with where people are at and we take people on the journey. And we walk with them on the journey and we share our story. As we come into this time, as ambassadors, you've got a calling to go. We've got a calling to represent Jesus. We've got a calling to walk alongside. We've got a calling to actually just to tell our story. You see, you can't argue your experience. I love the blind man who was healed by Jesus, and he comes along, and, and they're saying, well, tell us what happened, and asking all these questions well, about Jesus. And he, all he said was this. He said, I only know one thing. I once was blind, but now I see. It's simple, isn't it? Oh, I can't give you all the answers to this theological stuff and who the Trinity is. It all just goes around my brain. I've really struggled with that. I can't tell you about why, why God kills all these people in the Old Testament. And I don't know that, but I know this one thing. I once struggled with who I was, but now I know who I am in Jesus. I once struggled with the concept of who God was, but now I know him. You can't argue that. Because that's your experience. And that's all that God asks us to do. Be ambassadors and represent our own journey. And that's what this guy did. And so as we come into Alpha, as we launch Alpha, 
as we launch not just the Alpha itself, but this heart to say. I met with some pastors um, in South Perth this week. And it's, as one pastor said, he said, I really I was praying and God just gave me this scripture. And I can't remember what the scripture was, but he said this. He said, in the scripture it says, there is a rustling of leaves. And he said, I really sense the Lord saying there's a rustling happening in our city. There's a rustling happening. We've been, I've been amazed at what I'm hearing happening. But there's a coming together of church. There's a coming of church, together of church to the needs and the hurt of the brokenness of our city. There's a coming together of the church. Why? Because God, I think, is saying this is the time. There's coming together of the church to say let's be in Kalgoorlie. Not so long ago, I think it was this year, there was a real, was it this year, Rob? Do you, Rob heard about this. Rod Baines heard about this, didn't you? Was it? Was it this? Was it, I think it was in Kalgoorlie. It was um, might have been around Christmas, but all the churches got together. All the churches got together, and they started praying for their community to the point where they had an evangelist come up. They had six thousand people turn up at the local park. Five hundred people have come to know Jesus in that time, and from that, they're all gone into the different the different congregations around Kalgoorlie. God's doing something but it's going to take a bunch of people to say, I'm going to take on that calling that you've given me as an ambassador. I want to take on it. It's not just about me anymore. It's about taking on the badge, taking on the hat, taking on the, the plaque on my door, saying I'm an ambassador for Christ. That's who I am, and I'm going to represent him. Here's your move. What about you? I want to just show you a little video clip made in, WI, made in Australia of a lady who said this was her experience and here are some things that we could do when we start thinking about who you might invite. Because I'm praying right now that God is starting to put onto your heart, onto your mind, who would I invite? Who would, who has God got, who's, the, who's in the carriage that God wants me to get alongside? Who's in that carriage? And start thinking about that. Watch this video clip as this lady explains how she, um, got to invite people and the, and the pr principles she went through in who she should invite. Someone asked me the other day, who should I invite to Alpha? Well, I didn't really know them. I didn't know their friends. I didn't know their world. But here's what I do when I'm thinking about who I can invite along to Alpha or to church or to Christmas or to Easter. I write down three people that I think might come. We all have those in our world. Three people that we think, you know, they might come. They're my friend. Let's give it a go. Then I write down three people that I know will never come. You know those hardcore people that give you a hard time? I write them down. And then three people that I'm not even sure, perhaps what their names are or where they are in the faith continuum. They might be people that I get my coffee from in the morning or at the service station or people that I, I might meet when I'm in waiting rooms or people on public transport. I don't even know their names, but I see them regularly and there's some kind of a connection. And I just say, okay, I'm going to invite them all. I often start with the people that I know will never come because get it over and done with. And I say, would you like to come to Alpha? And I wait. Let's see what their response is. Let's see where they are. And I have been amazed at the people who said, actually, I'd like to come. And then I have been totally right about the people who go, no, no, I don't want to do that. And you just go, no problems, next time. And it's always interesting that the people who you randomly have a nodding acquaintance with, how interested they are in exploring faith. You see 49% of Australians 
never get to have a spiritual conversation. So just inviting them opens up a conversation in a way perhaps that they haven't had in their world for a long time. Can I encourage you, why not get together and let's think about who we can invite, how we can invite our generation, our nation to explore faith through Alpha. So, this is our move. This is what I want you to do. You've all been given a card. If you haven't got an Alpha card with you now, grab one before you leave. Um, I, I want you to have that Alpha card with you. And I want us to first of all pray, God, who is it? Which carriage am I to run alongside? Who is it that you want me to be an ambassador to? Who is it? Just start thinking. Maybe the three names, like she just said, put down the three names of people you know will say no. Get them out the way. Start writing down names of people that you might invite. Pray, God, who is it you would have me invite? God, I want to be an ambassador. I'm, and I'm nervous and I'm scared. He says, okay, we'll do it together. But would you write down the names of the people that you would invite? And start praying for them. Start praying, God, I want to pray that you would give me an opportunity. And at the right time, invite them. We're going to kick off Alpha, our very first Alpha. We're going to do this throughout the year now. This is going to be an ongoing program. This isn't just a one-off. We're going to do this at least twice a year. But our first one starts on the 30th of July. And we're going to have it set up with a proper meal. And it's going to be just like we went, Mark and I actually went to Trinity Church where um, Nikki Gumbel started this whole thing. And uh, we want to just run it similar. If you go into London, you'll see signs up on buses with question marks and people know about Alpha. Um, and I'd love our community to know about Alpha. That's why we put the sign out the front. That's why we've been telling other churches. Let's, let's make Alpha a significant place where people can ask the questions of faith. So start praying, who shall I invite? And then look for the opportunity. Go and invite them. Give them the card. And once you've given them the card, Walk alongside them. It doesn't mean that you just send them. You come with them. Maybe you want to come yourself. Maybe you've got your own questions. You're not confident. You come to Alpha if you want. That's okay. We'll, we'll cover the cost for your meal. We're gonna, it's going to be a full meal every Monday night. A proper meal with the video and a discussion. We're not going to cut any corners. And then start to share your story. Your story. Your personal walk. Don't have to have the answers. Just your personal walk. That's all Alpha's about. Everybody's got their own personal walk. Don't try and come up with religious answers. Just tell your story, your personal journey with Jesus. We want to invite you to do that. We want to empower you to do that because that's what you were called to do. So just for a moment, I'm just going to pray. And I'm going to ask that uh, you might just start thinking now. Father God, would you place on our minds and our heart those people, that person, that you would have me. If not, can't get them to Alpha, but I'll, I'll, I want to pray for them. Who's that person? That person in the carriage. Because it's going to be you, Holy Spirit, it's going to bring people. Because you're the one that calls people, we don't. You're the one that brings people into relationship. We're just, we're just the vessels, we're just the ambassadors, just proclaiming the good news. Amen. Now, I want to do a couple of things before we finish off with the last song. And the first one is this. We've got two people, actually got three people, who are going off to China. 
and I want to pray for them. And I want you to pray with them too. And the reason why I've done this at the end of the service is because they're being ambassadors. They're going to another country. They're going representing Him, not us, Jesus. And as they travel and as they go, they go in His name. They're going to go to ICC, um, to International China Concern, and they're going to be ministering there for, I think it's a two weeks. Is that Taylor? Yep, Jeff. So how about we get Taylor, Di, and maybe Jeff too, and let's pray for these guys because they're ambassadors. And I want you to stand with me as I pray. So come down the front here, you guys. Come down here. Because we're going to be praying for ambassadors today. We're praying for the somebodies, not the nobodies, but the somebodies. So come out the front here. And uh, yeah, if you uh, want to reach your hand out, that'll be, all, that'll be cool. But let's pray for these guys as we set them off, as we set them apart, as we say, God, in the name of Jesus, go as representatives. Father God, we want to pray right now for Jeff and for Di, who regularly go to China. But Father, this particular time, we want to pray that anointing of ambassador over them, that they go in your name. I pray for Di, especially as she meets those kids that are longing to see her. Um, But as she goes, she goes with your love. She goes carrying your good news. She goes carrying the keys of the kingdom of God. And Father, I pray for her. I pray anointing upon her. Pray for Taylor, Lord God, especially right now that as she hears your voice, as she's been growing so much in you, that this will be a significant growth time in the things of the Spirit as she sees the promptings and feels the promptings of the Spirit of God upon her. We pray for an anointing upon her. We pray an empowering over her. We pray that as she goes on this little trip, it will be the start of a lifetime of going, of going into all the world. I pray an anointing upon her that you would release fresh gifts in her that she would hear your voice and she would hear where you're sending her and going. And I pray for Jeff as he goes as well. And Lord, as they take off in a little while, I know Jeff carries a lot on his shoulders. So we pray for him, Lord God, that he carries your authority. He carries your message. He carries your heart. He carries your love as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So we release them in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Now, this is what we want to do now, though. In this last song, I want to invite you. If you are saying, you know what, Steve? I, I haven't carried this mantle of ambassador. I, I've, I've held it back. I, it's, it's sort of like, I know you talk about it, but I, I don't carry it. You've been given it. It's yours. Declare it. It's yours. A transformed life. It's yours. You carry it. But if you want prayer today, let's say, I want to ask God today to release that in me that I might be a carrier of His good news because I've been holding it back. That this week, I want to take it out. This week, I want to see the evidence of that this week. Then I want you to come out the front here and I want to be praying for ambassadors today. I want to be praying for the somebodies who are going to make the change in somebody's life that could multiply out to thousands and millions of people because you've been obedient to your calling as an ambassador. So as we sing this last song, if you want prayer to be set apart, to to have that ambassador thing marked on your head, (laughs) maybe on your head, just your heart, that might be a good start. Go at the front. Let's pray for you. Father, thank you for this time. 
Release us, Lord God, to be your somebodies, ambassadors of the kingdom of God. If you want to come up the front, if you want to be prayed for to be an ambassador, then please do so. I'm on. Good. We're going to pray for this. The kids' games is happening next week. Um, Jill, how many? Next week. This week. This week, today, it's happening today. How many, how many families have you got? 11, 10? About 40 people who are going to the kids' games up here. If you want to go and have a gander this afternoon at 3 o'clock? 3.30, I'm getting close. 3.30 uh, this afternoon uh, at the school. Let's pray. That's a great outreach again. Ambassadors again. So let's pray. What else am I praying? Pizza here at the kids' Six o'clock if you want pizza, Serena's shouting. Come and join in for pizza at six o'clock down at the Kalamunda Christian School and uh, join in there. Father God, we want to pray for that right now. We pray, Lord, for a a releasing um, of your gospel message through relationship today at that school and with the families that we're engaging with. Lord, continue to bubble up. We want more people to know you, Lord God. We want to see people come into relationship. So we pray for that. We pray for the Alpha. We pray for those going away. And Lord, most of all, we say this week ahead, we just ask that uh, you would open up doors for us to truly carry and to release your message of hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming. And if you want prayer, come forward.